On today's episode, everything you as a musician need to know before you start running Facebook ads. This is 30 Minute Music Marketing Q Title Sequence. 30 Minute Music Marketing for musicians who want to get better at marketing their music. Hello, I'm Sheldon. Hello, I'm Greg. And this is 30 Minute Music Marketing, the show for independent artists and DIY musicians who want to get better at marketing their music. Hopefully now you're, you're a couple of episodes in and you're improving incrementally week by week. And uh, what have been your gains? Talk to us right in the comment section beneath, whether it be on Facebook or YouTube. So let us know uh, what's working for you, what is uh, not working for you, and what you would like to work for you. So I've, I've had a suggestion for a future episode. Have you? I'll keep that under my hat for now. Okay. Because we've, we've, we've got business to you do. You just led me on. And tease, just, the art of the tease, ladies and gentlemen. So this today's episode is all about uh, Facebook marketing, ad campaigns, yeah? Yes. We uh, have had a few people ask about this, especially on YouTube. So I did say we would deliver it. You'll just have to stay with us. And I am a man of my word. This is an episode of contextualization. It's basically trying to give you all the information you need to know before you start running. Now, the thing about Facebook ads is that they are quite large and it's quite a complex topic to cover. There are people who will sell you courses on this thing of many hundreds of pounds slash dollars. So we're trying to condense it all into a few 30 minute episodes. So the information that we'll be giving you is condensed. It's, it's quite concise, but I, I think certainly in this particular episode, it's everything that you need to know before you start putting your hand into your wallet and start paying. So rather than learning by trial and error, this is an episode just to set out the stall, maybe to tell you what you can do, what you can't do, the things you should expect, the things that you should be sort of looking for, and maybe how the, co the content that you're going to be using uh, for your videos is going to be uh, framed, structured, that sort of thing. There's a lot to get into today's episode. So basically, you've actually got, oh, I don't know if you have answered my question, but you will do now. Is this going to be more than one episode? It's going to be definitely more than one episode because um, in the next episode, we're probably going to have to sit at a computer using my screencast software and we're going to have to well, we can do just, yep. a Facebook ad campaign. Well, so, so we're going to have camera and laptop in the next one? Uh, no, well, no, because, you know, there's a, there's a camera in the, in the map book. Yeah, but what... Okay, right, fair enough. Ignore uh, this. And the next question is, what you're commenting about, is it based on... First-hand experience. It is based on first-hand experience. Based I, on money that you've spent with your own on money. Based on many thousands of pounds that I've spent wow. um, promoting uh, my band's music. Also based uh, on spending many thousands, many, many thousands of pounds uh, on Facebook ads in the gig promotion company that I work for. That's primarily where the majority of our marketing budget goes for each and every show that we do, whether it's a show for um, a 300 capacity venue or a two and a half thousand capacity venues, because we have several of those sorts of shows, the majority of the money is spent on Facebook ads. And why? Because they are so targeted, they are so effective. Um, maybe, um, let's just talk a little bit about Facebook ads themselves. If you think about today and music discovery, the reason why the majority of independent musicians aren't able to grow their audience is that they, they, they haven't really got a plan as to how new people, new fans, can start 
discovering their music. And the world of music discovery has always been hindered by gatekeepers, people people at radio stations, people at music blogs, anyone in, in the press or what have you. Basically, if they don't like the music that you're making, then they're not going to put it through their official channels, which means that you will never get to be heard by their audience. And the reason why Facebook ads is so great is that you can cut out the middle people and reach an audience directly. So that's good. No gatekeepers. No, definitely Um, so. In terms of money, you can run Facebook ads from as little as £1 a day. I'm sure most people on here, even if they are cash-strapped, they've got a pound a day to promote their music. That literally is nothing, isn't it? That's that's like the price of two second-class stamps, isn't it? Um, When was the last time you posted a second-class stamp? We've had this discussion before. How much (laughs) they now? I think they're about 60p, you know. So, actually, it's less than the price of two second-class stamps. Yes. Or or the price of a can of soda. Seriously, when was the last time you posted... uh, Put a stamp on a letter. Sorry to deviate. Um, a long time ago, because the only things I ever post are three parcel like parcel companies, and then you you know you don't need stamps. Okay, um, Facebook ads allow us to target people precisely. We can target people based on their interests, their age, their gender, their location. So if you're looking for a specific audience, uh, it's great. And of course, the best thing about Facebook ads is that you can target people based upon their musical preferences which is good. We can hopefully be spending money to be reaching the right people uh, right from the off. So, obviously, because I'm going to be asking more questions, you're, you're hopefully going to, you're going to take on the, behalf the role of, of the, the audience yes. in terms of... So, I do see a lot of people who do one Facebook campaign, possibly not as well thought out as it could be. Yes. I'm trying to choose my words carefully. This is, here. No, no, no. This is this and is a co- this is this is sort of why this episode I've decided to do it simply because so many people try running Facebook ads to promote their music and go, oh, Facebook ads are rubbish. They don't necessarily they, work, they, but they don't know the appreciate the concept of how to almost sell without selling, and also how to you know in terms of the targeting and and, and that sort of thing. So it it is a very complex so, procedure which I'm trying to simplify as much okay, as Okay, so just to kind of like, to, let's see, let's test your knowledge here on Facebook. Okay, well more to do with not how to do it. So the people who are moaning about the ineffectiveness of Facebook, yeah. what are they commonly doing that means it doesn't work? Well, l- rather than answer your question, how about if we go through the seven points that I've got here because I will address those sorts of points within, okay. within several several of those. Yep. All right. Otherwise, I'll be duplicating myself. Fair enough. So, okay. um, where do, would you like to start, Sheldon? Uh, number one. <laughs> Thank you for that. Okay, start at number one. So, when we are advertising on Facebook, we advertise to an audience. So, if you get the concept of an audience, you've got like a, a TV channel, BBC One, ITV One, in the UK. They have uh, an audience, which is a, which is a group of people who watch that particular channel. We can create uh, an audience on Facebook and and say to Facebook, right, here's a collection of people as defined by us. I want you to show these sets of people our content. Now, what Facebook does is because the the ad uh, platform is based around an algorithm, what it does is it looks at all the people who are interacting with your advert 
and then tries to find correlation between the ones that do look at your advert and also maybe the ones that don't look at your advert so it can fine tune as it goes and show it to pe more of the people who are likely to respond to it and less of the people who are likely to, to pass it on by. So a lot of the functionality that you're talking about here initially, this is not really available in organic campaigns, is it? N uh, no, but, but so we're, we're showing a piece of content to a particular person within an, you know, within an audience. Yeah. But it basically learns who likes this and goes, right, well, out of this audience that I've already defined and given to Facebook, it will try and show it to more of those. The trouble is you need a fairly large sample size for it to find enough right. of those people. So we'll come on to actually how to create an audience in the next episode. But on average, yeah. you're looking to have an audience size of between maybe, they say, uh, about half a million people and three million people, which sounds like a lot. Mm. But once Facebook has weeded out, well, it does, it, that particular set of people doesn't like it. So it maybe tries to find correlation between maybe geographically where are they based, um, what their sort of, as I said, the gender is, maybe what the age range is. It's all oh, 25 to 35s are really engaging with this sort of content. So I won't show it to the people who are 40, uh, as many people who are 45 to 55, because statistically they're not likely to like it as much as this younger subset of people. So it adopts, adapts and improves as it goes, but it needs a large enough sample size to be truly effective. Because I, th I have noticed once you start to kind of, you know, to go so, so specific that it kind of goes, you'll reach a lot of three people. The, 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 the more specific you go, the more expensive your efforts tend to be as well. Right, okay. okay. So, so a large audience, is it does maybe it sounds counterintuitive, but for Facebook ads, it's good. Okay, so the next point is you've put on the sheet that I'm holding in front of me. Number two. Number two, Bing, uh, you shouldn't advertise in every country. Yes. Can uh, I ask a quick question before yes. that? Is that quite common that people advertise in all countries? Well, the, 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 what you might right here's here's the thing: there are some unscrupulous uh, people advertising on Facebook and targeting musicians as well that say, "Oh, within a week, I can get you ten thousand Facebook followers," and they sell a program. And um, what those programs do is they get you to target your music to countries such as maybe in China and maybe in Russia and maybe certain parts of South America. And those countries are, I was going to use the word infested then, but they have lots of fake accounts and they have lots of bots. Have you seen that um, quite uh, viral uh, piece of video on Facebook where there's just a, a wall of mobile phones and it's just no. got software on it that's just giving fake views and fake likes and fake clicks. I'll, 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 I'll try I'll and find out and put a, a link to you. that in the description. It, it might be snipped in here, but it might not be. So what you could have, so there are quality countries where you should be advertising your music. There are low quality countries. And what happens is if you get, um, uh, in, not necessarily infected with the bot, but if a bot or a fake account likes your page, and starts liking your content, what you're going to end doing is you're going to be paying to show to a fake account, somebody right. who doesn't actually exist. And when you run Facebook ads, 
you're going to be paying for the privilege of a computer just pressing like, and it's never going to buy any of your music. Uh, so there are good quality countries. They, they say that, well, obviously we're English speaking. So for us and for our music, uh, the six countries to target would be United Kingdom, Ireland, United States, Canada, New Zealand, and Australia. We'll stick with those. So you would kind of miss out a lot of Europe? Yes, but that's just as in, that's just what, you know, they recommend. You could obviously go to a subset down and then go maybe Sweden. Again, that's maybe one of the things that as to what you specifically want your Facebook ads to do and maybe where mm. you want to sort of start touring. But you could break that down to a you know, subset of, you know, Sweden, Iceland, France, yeah. Spain. Those, you know, those are all good. But it is recommended from what I have been told slash taught. So yes, so okay. big six. Right, for English, and I presume if, you're, if your native language is Spanish, then to target mostly yes. Spanish speaking. What happens if it's somewhere that's not so widely spoken? Like German. Well, are there many people, you know. But then again, hello, probably, to all the, hello to all our German viewers. I presume though, they might be doing well, music all I'm, all I'm saying is that we are, I'm, we're producing this from a UK-centric So you're perspective. focusing more from your yeah. own UK experience. Yeah, but, right, but, that but, makes sense. But in general, um, and I suppose you could do some research on this. There are countries which have a, uh, a large amount of fake bots and accounts, so just be wary. Yeah, that, that, can't, that makes sense. Yep. So uh, your next point, number three. Three. Uh, you can't make a sale from just one ad. No, I see this all the time. In I fact, think that I, is overly optimistic. I, I see it on, on a regular sort of basis, both on Instagram and on Facebook. Stroll, scrolling through my feed, and here's a band going... Yeah, we're we're touring mostly for uh, for gig tickets. We're touring near you, and here's all, here's all our dates. I'm like, I've never even heard of you. What are you showing me this for? It's it, 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 they're literally throwing money down the drain, people. And similarly, if you're uh, maybe uh, I've got a new music release out, and you're thinking, oh, I'll run an advert saying, oh, here's our new music. Um, uh, it's available now, stream it on Spotify or buy it on, on iTunes. It's like, that would be the equivalent of me walking up to you at maybe on the streets or at a cocktail party trying to force a CD into your hands going, I'm a musician, would you like to buy some music from me? It's like, I don't even know who you are. So it's a bit like a relationship. And you, know, you may be trying to go in for a, a big sloppy kiss. You know, in the middle of the first date, it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. We have to get to know each other. You know, you have to sort of, you know, we have to enter into a relationship. I need to know a little bit about you. You need to maybe know a little bit about me. So if you're trying to show maybe a piece of content to somebody for the first time and they've no idea who you are, the people that you're showing it to, that audience that I was talking about between half a million and three million, it's referred to as a cold audience. You're going in cold, Greg. I'm sure you've gone in cold many times, but let's not talk about that here right now. So the idea is that you've got... Oh, there's the wrong analogy to use. The idea is you, you've got to warm them up. You know, you've, they've got to become a warm audience. They say in marketing terms that... I'm going to refer to the terrible term of the customer journey here now. Bear with me. 
that Sorry, it I'm takes... in danger of nodding off. I know, but, but, but again, business. I'm speaking on behalf remember of the audience. That, remember the last oh, no. episode, business. You've got to think of yourself as a business. Right, you've got your business hat. In fact, I should have business cap on. Right. We'll, we'll talk about that for a future episode. So, uh, where was I? Yes, so we're... The uh, customer journey. The customer journey. They say in marketing terms that between somebody being like first made aware of a product, like over here, to somebody actually buying a product over here, there are seven individual touches or steps that that particular person might need to go through. So say, for example, um, uh, you're into, he's into his synthesizers. He, 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 like, he likes buying synths. So yeah. say Novation, uh, say you follow Novation on their Facebook page. Yes. And it says, oh, right, we're, we're releasing a new synth next month, the, mm-hmm. the, the Squidgy, Squidgy 2. Okay, so that, that, that'd be like the first point of contact. And you go, all oh, right, that, that, that looks quite good. And maybe they say, oh, right, there's more details over on our website. So you go to their website and it's like, oh, here's, here's all the specs for that. Oh, that'll be quite interesting when it comes out. And then maybe you... Can I actually talk of a real experience rather than a hypothetical carry one? On, carry on, um, I saw an ad campaign on Instagram for... It's a synthesizer, but it's yep. for a software synthesizer. So I saw an ad campaign on... Um, on on Instagram, and it was demonstrating a loop-based synthesizer. They showed it taking a sample off a vinyl, which I like that old-school sampling, so I was like, oh, that's kind of, um, you know, I'm I'm interested in that. From there, I then went to the website, had a look to find it. They then offered a 30-day free trial, Mm -hmm. so I've downloaded it and got it on uh, one of my Macs with machine, uh, and uh, it's interesting in the way that you don't actually buy it, you only lease it, and as it's sample-based, they're constantly up- uploading more sample banks that you can download. So come the end, of, the only thing that they insisted is that you do uh, put your bank details in. A bit like Amazon Prime, where you put your bank details in, and then if you don't cancel it, they've, they've got you. They've got you then. Um, but, so yeah, so to go from a basic, oh, this is something, and that you kind of go, oh, that's quite interesting. Then you go to find it out as you like, you know, go to a website. And then in this situation, I was able to try it with no commitment. And you know, I and then from then, I have the option of investing in it on a month by month basis, which I think some people don't like the subscription service. But I think for things like that, which relies wholeheartedly on content being constantly uploaded, excuse me, I think it's a good way of finding stuff out. So that, there must be quite a few points there. Yeah, so uh, my missus uh, went looking at uh, some Converse a couple of days back. She was on the website and then she was on Facebook a short time later and the advert, because she was being targeted via a pixel, she, she had the little advert, oh, were you looking at these? Oh, and, and so maybe occasionally, you know, on average, Seven digital touches. They, they say it might be twelve these yeah. days because we live in a, in a very. I so, see. so if you're with your first ad going, you don't know who I am, but I do some great music. Uh, here it is, streaming. I'm, people will if they see an advert on, on their newsfeed. They well, maybe not you. Because, well, if it's synthesizers, you'll be able to sell him any any synthesizer manufacturers out there. If you want a pension, just target to him and he'll, he'll buy anything that you uh, you uh, you put in front of uh, Greg's way. Yeah, Salisbury, I'm really interested in your latest synthesizer. Well, there you go. So, 
What we've really got to do is we've got to, we've almost got to be quite sneaky and underhand and try and maybe advertise to this cold audience in a way that they don't really appreciate that they're being advertised to. And the great thing about Facebook is that if somebody takes an interest in what we're going to be showing them, which would be a music video, if people watch a certain percentage of that music video, then we can retarget them and show them the next stage yeah. in this customer journey, show them another advert. That's quite good, isn't it? Hmm. The only other thing I would add to my, in terms of going from point of interest to actually downloading the product and trying it out, you know, I'm sure we're all guilty of this, is you go uh, Google or any other search engine and try to find reviews of it. Yep, that would be uh, And kind of going there. And then I was looked at, is there an alternative? And then you find out that there really isn't an alternative. So you kind of go, so you've, you've done you've literally quite a lot of research, but from an initial video that you kind of go, oh, I quite like that. So it does work. It does, it does. So what's your next one now? Uh, so we're on to number four. You're reading them out, don't, don't Okay, right, okay. The text in your Facebook post is important. So we've said the sort of thing that you shouldn't do. In other words, here's my fantastic new song. It's out today. Stream it, download it. That's not going to work. People are going to put their barriers up. So what sort of text should you include on this piece of Facebook content? Well, ideally, the post, uh, the text should have mystery or emotional appeal. Now then, Greg, uh, you're a studio engineer. Hmm. If you saw an article on uh, the internet or that someone had posted on Facebook that said, you've been recording guitars wrong all your, all your life. Oh, here's 10 ways that you've never tried and number six will amaze you. You're, you're you know. Yeah, you're more you're, likely You're more to. likely to, to click that than just going, oh, here's, here's an article on recording guitars. So, so people surreptitiously use human psychology and our natural inbuilt curiosity in order to get them to perform an action. You do see a lot where it is uh, the... Uh, I actually, today I was looking at a review of a compressor and they put, is this compressor useless? Oh, a question that's, mark. oh yes. Uh, and and, and the only way that you'll be able to find that out is by reading that particular article. Yeah, or watching that video so, in that situation. So, yeah, so, you know, in some ways, would you say it's a controversial opening statement? Well, the idea is not to be too controversial, but, but as I say... To it, challenge you, something. Yes, raise a query in someone's mind. Create an itch that needs to be scratched. So one that you've done that I know was quite successful. Quite successful. Was the, on a, you know, a similar, again, a, a little bit tacky, but maybe, you know, but needs the must, of ladies and gentlemen, needs must. The, the amount of people who subsequently went responded on, to it, yes. was, it was insane. It was, about, uh, about one and a half million people it reached, so. And what was that to do with? Uh, well, it was just a, it, it was a music video, but. It was to do with what exactly? Uh, it just, Bread. <laughs> Oh no! This, Are we not no, talking no, about no, the, we were talking about. Uh, I was talking about balm cake. No, no, no. That, 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 was, that was, was a million people. That's still a million people. No, how many people? Get, well, there was a lot of people were conversing about the ways to call a bread roll in a the, bread in roll in the United Kingdom, which is a hotly contested. And topic. yes, it, it defies any kind of rationality. But it was a, a questioner, an opener that certainly became a topical debate. Yes. 
So, but in another one of my, this, is, the other this, one? Is, you know, this is an actual um, thing that I have used, uh, and it's it's currently on said music poster. Uh, is this the most catchy slash annoying song ever? Question mark. And the only way to find that out is to to click. Here's some other ones that I've actually seen on Facebook ad campaigns that are running at the moment. Here's okay. Here we go. Have you ever been lied to or cheated on? Question mark. See how it ends. So if you've got a music video that's that's starting and it's like, oh well, you know, we've all been lied and lied to slash cheated on. So again, that's in terms of emotion. Well, that's got mystery and it's got emotional appeal. You're tugging at my heartstrings there. Here's another one that uh, I've seen on somebody's uh, Facebook ads. Have you ever had a hard time letting go of the past? Well, you know, you might have. I might have. So again, it's, a, it, it's appealing to people on a, on a very emotional sort of basis. Oh, and the, the, that particular advert ended, listen to this. Now, I've got an advert that's running at the moment on one of my songs, which says, everyone knows a skin flint. This is their song with a smiley face, laughing with tears. So that's my smiley face is putting my humorous song into context. And everybody does know Skin Flint. You're, you're the opposite. You you spend money like it's going out of fashion. Yeah. I'm but lots of people do know Skin Flint. So again, that's so you know it's hitting people on a oh this must appeal to me. So if you can just merely put the text which again raises an air of mystery, relates to people in a an emotional capacity, you're more likely to get them to, because that's the one thing you want them to do. The one thing you want them to do is, is click the, the blooming video so they can uh, actually get to listen to your music. So the more the more reasons you can get to, to do that, the more successful your advertising campaign will be. There we go. Okay. Mm -hmm. To reiterate, the texting in your Facebook post is important and it's not too bad to have an open-ended question. An open-ended question. That's a very good way of putting it in the way that I couldn't think of. So, point number five. Five. Expensive videos, music videos, might not work. It's very strange. Um, statistically, people have found that if you have a music video which is really expensive, really flash, filmed with the most expensive cameras, that actually might put people off in that people's brains start seeing something that's really expensive and they start thinking, advert alert. And the more informal and the more raw, perhaps, the video that you're using as part of your Facebook campaign, the, 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 you know, the more authentic it is. So people's guards aren't sort of uh, raised so and alarms. Ha having aren't. something that's a little lo-fi. A little lo-fi, you'd think, might be a bad thing, but in the world of trying to sneak one of your music vid videos into other people's newsfeed, might actually be a good thing. Because it looks like content rather because than... Because it looks almost yeah. like something that somebody maybe filmed themselves. Because that the whole part, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that we're, we're, we're lying and we're cheating to get into people's newsfeed, but we're almost trying to make it look like an, a, a piece, uh, like a, a Facebook post that maybe one of their friends has shared sort of automatically. And when you think about it, if you go through the videos that are on... That, that are on your Facebook uh, news feed. The majority of them is content that people have filmed themselves on their phones. I was mm. listening to a podcast earlier with uh, film director and producer Matthew Vaughan, he of Kick-Ass 
Okay. And he was saying that he's not sure how films are going to go in the future, in that he's spending all this money, and a lot of money making a film look as good as it can possibly be on a large screen, and maybe the majority of people are going to watch it on their phones. But have we not had this argument with uh, MP3 for years? Yeah, but, you know, this is what's happening at the, you know, at the very sort of top level of movie making. But in, in the topic in hand, in terms of Facebook ads, that if you've got a video that maybe isn't as, you know, as polished as you'd like and maybe you haven't spent uh, as much money as you think it might deserve, don't worry about it. A, wherever you put it, whether it's uh, YouTube or whatever, most people, about nine, I ran a, some YouTube ads a while ago and I think 90% of people were watching on their phones and on iPads. So don't worry too much about the quality. Maybe it, you know it'll never be as as fully appreciated as you might want it to be because it's only ever going to be viewed on a mobile device. So in some respects, it's the complete opposite to the TV manufacturers trying to go 8K. Yes, they're almost trying to pander to a market that does not exist. I mean, the only way that I think that you really the only real justification for needing something like 5.7K or 8K is if you're doing stuff in VR. Mm. Well, you do need the, the detail, but for, I mean, what's one of the best things I've seen, I'll have to show you afterwards, recently that I like using is a, a VHS camcorder app for your mobile phone. It was like £2.99 to buy, and it, it looks great. It really does look like a VHS video. Does it add the... It, you can add the noise, so it sounds right. terrible, it looks terrible, but at the same time, it, it even does the zoom like an old VHS camera, and you can change the date so you can make it look like you did it back in the past. So lo-fi can be more authentic. That's, yeah. that's, a, that's a good point to make. Okay, next one. So number six, the video should pop out of the news feed. So imagine you're at home, with your mobile device and you're scrolling through the newsfeed. Ideally, what you want is for your music video to pop out as people scroll up and reach on the newsfeed. Greg, what do you think the average watch time of a video on Facebook is? Uh, it's really depressing. It's, it's, it's very it, it is three seconds, isn't it? And it's actually eight seconds. Oh, okay, so sorry, I was thinking that's... The... You're thinking of, a, of, a, of a, uh, an old Facebook metric. But people, right. on average, spend eight seconds on a video. So if someone's scrolling through their newsfeed and your music video pops up, you've got maybe half a second to, you know, a, a couple of seconds so, to grab people's attention. If you don't grab people's attention right at the start of a video, then they're just gonna scroll on by. So would you say then almost do, if you're gonna do a song as a live thing, literally edit the song, so you start with the chorus? I've seen, uh, songs advertised with the Facebook uh, advert where the lyrics didn't kick in for like 30 seconds. And it's like, yeah. So, so what I do is if I have a, uh, like a performance video, I'd cut it right to the, 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 the start of the vocals. So, so at, at, you know, at the very least, you're getting if that the, the is, vocals straight if away. That is, if it's a vocal song and that's your key aspect, yeah, and, and you're not having anything happen for a good percentage of time for a Facebook advert. Yeah. Nice of you to turn your phone off, by the way. I've got too many phones. Too many phones. You're not, you're, you're not one of those people, are you? What do you mean? No, I'm not, I'm not insinuating that you're a drug dealer. No, uh, no. 
So what I will say as well is what it might help you, whilst you turn off your phone, just... is that if you have... What's it was actually such... Facebook I run it. Was it Facebook? <laughs> it's, it's probably saying, don't take my name in vain. Do you think they're listening? I don't know. So yeah, what might help your video at the start of the video is to have what's known as a pattern interrupt. Any idea what a pattern interrupt is? No, unless it's just some like white noise or something. Well, it, it, something at the very start to grab people's attention. So what can you do at the very start of a video to, you know, to, can you reach out in the same way that I do? You can, if you're listening on the podcast, not apologies. You it's really not going to work. Reaching this. out to the camera or, you know, you can wear it. What I do on my um, video about um, eggs and sausages is I created a, a really visually stimulating first couple of seconds at the start of the video so that when people are scrolling up, people go, ooh, what's this? It, yes, I mean, I, I know what you mean. It was I like a, a colour board, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, a flashing colours, all, all the colours are changing, people are dancing, the sort of thing that people would find difficult to ignore, especially if they haven't sort of seen it before. So is it a little bit like what we've got at the beginning of this, where it's kind of like something that was done in um, After Effects? Yeah, it's a, a, you know, a, a little bit of visual eye candy. Right. Something that also works when the sound is off, because obviously people watch their newsfeed silently and, and yep. they will only click it to hear the... So what I t also tend to find as well is that, if you, especially if you're going to a professional videographer who is making your music video, he knows nothing about this. And what that videographer will do, he or she will do, is that they will make a music video that's an artistic statement. And he's got absolutely no idea how social uh, media works hmm. and how music, has to, you know, music videos have to be edited to uh, receive maximum promotion on social media channels. So what you might necessarily, if you are going to someone to make their video, what you might have to do is say, right, this video needs to be edited in such a way that the first five seconds are a visual blaze of ideas and visual stimuli so that it's a scroll stopper as people are yeah. scrolling with their thumb. They go, what on earth is this? You're piquing their interest. You're making it so that they can't scroll on past. So you put here, cat videos are your enemy. Can you elaborate? Yeah, well, don't forget, right, on the news feed, you maybe got a uh, top post is a post from Auntie Barbara, and then the next one under that is your music video, and the next one under that is a very amusing cat video. So that's your competition. So, you know, if you're, uh, if you're, if you're a TV network, your competition is all the other TV channels. If you're on a news feed, your competition is the post above it and the, the post below it. Because if this gets boring, I'm going to start scrolling and see what else is down on that news feed. Mm. That's your competition. Yeah. So, it, so you've almost got to keep people's interest. So... Coming on to number seven. Yes. Which is an, ex, an extended... A, an extension of number six, most people will unfortunately ignore your ad. It's, it's a law of statistics. So that it, 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 it almost seems quite, I don't know, quite depressing. But we have to work on the basis that because people don't necessarily like adverts, and even if we successfully, surreptitiously sneak this in their newsfeed, and you know, they, they might get to watch a little bit of it, the majority of people will just pass on by. So um, these are real world statistics, but they give a, a reasonable impression. For example, you might pay some money 
and you could have your advert, your music video show up in uh, 100,000 people's newsfeed. Mm -hmm. Now, out of that 100,000 people, maybe only 5,000 people would watch a good proportion of that video, maybe sort of, say, 50%, as in they've, you know, they've watched yeah. for a, a fair sort of share. Now, if we were to run another advert which is targeted exclusively at those 5,000 people, maybe only 500 people of those people would actually take the resulting action that we'd want them to take. So it may well be that you need to show your advert to 100,000 people in order to, at the end of all these steps, to get 500 people to actually sort of do something. So it may well be that 95 to 90% of the... Uh, your no, initial, yeah, uh, they they will they will not do what you want them to do. But if you think about in terms of, say, for example, you know, running an ad to a hundred thousand people and then running an ad to say five thousand people, over what would you say is an average time? To the length that? of a campaign could be a week, two weeks, uh, probably something in the region of a could be up to up to a month. Okay. Or maybe even over a month, depending how, on how much money you put behind the campaign, and you can see advert campaigns fatigue but and get less effective and more costly over a period of 10 time. Ten percent of specific people, at, you know, return is, is well. It well, it depends. This is this is what we're coming on to on, on number eight. It depends right. what the resulting action is. But some, some people would, would think, right, I, if I'm going to be advertising to 100,000 people, that's great. They're all going to watch my video all the way to they're the not. end. And they're all going to be, they're not. But that's just the advertising. But 500 game. people, if you were to say, okay, out of initial 100,000, and then you retargeted to, to 5,000 people who expressed the most interest in your initial campaign, and you converted 500 of those to, to, to pay money to come to see you at a gig... I think you'd be pretty happy. You might not get all 500 people. No, but you're probably going to get more than any other way. We can do it's, a flyer. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I, I do see what you mean. The, when we get people, when we ask people to, to take an action, again, there's only going to be a percentage of those maybe 500 people who do that. But we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about that in the next episode. Okay, so number seven, part two. Sorry, well, uh, sorry, that, uh, on, on, on the notes teasing, that we have, I've just I've put seven twice. This should be number eight. Number Come eight. Yes. You need a return on your investment. Now, I keep looking at him, I should be looking at you. Yes, you should. Sorry. It's okay, and again, for people on the podcast, don't worry about where he's looking and di beaming directly into your ears. The thing that you've got to remember is that you're gonna be spending money on these Facebook ads. And ideally, at some point in the future, you want a return on that investment. You want money back from whoever is going to be uh, viewing and watching those adverts. Now, in the old days, when we used to promote music by uh, paying people like uh, record pluggers to give your music to radio stations, you might spend between maybe 500 thousand two thousand pounds for that sort of privilege and you might get your song played on a couple of radio stations but the actual return on that investment initially at least is a quite small almost intangible it's something you can't actually well you've got quantify. you've also got no way of being able to contact without paying more Pay, again yes it's, uh, the, again the relationship that the plugger has with that station or the producer or the DJ is with that plugging or promotion company rather than with yourself. 
Yeah. So, so I once, this, this is many years ago, and I may be 10 or 12 years ago, I spoke to somebody who, who was managing a band and he was using a firm of national radio pluggers and he said if he spent £2,000 uh, and that got him one play on Radio 2 in the UK, he'd be happy with that. It's, it's like madness. How things have changed. How things have changed. But, okay, so, so again, on a typical Facebook ad campaign, you could be spending £100, you could be spending £500. At the back of your mind, you've got to think, right, what ultimately is going to be my return on that? Because over the course of a campaign, you could get more page likes for your page. You're certainly going to get more view counts on the video that you're promoting. Is that enough? And it probably really shouldn't be, just for that amount of money you want more back financially from that because it's a that's, it's a, that's almost a, a, a waste of money facebook likes it's nice to have but in some respects they are a vanity metric they don't really sort of mean anything so if you your campaign really it should be yes about introducing your music to new people but ideally we want them to take some sort of action in the future. One of the best ways to do that is maybe if you can get those people who are interested in your music, we said watching maybe 50% of that video. So if you've got a three minute pop song, if they watch it for 90 seconds and the average Facebook view time is eight seconds, well, they're quite, they're quite interested yeah. in this. If we can get those people to, to take another step, maybe that step is to sign up to your mailing list where they'll get not just an mp3 because let's face it nobody really wants mp3s these days no. but if we can give them some form of uh maybe experience or in the same way that you've recorded a lot of uh video footage for us we could give them um a broadcast of a live gig a stream of, of, of a live gig that isn't yeah. available anywhere else if we can if we can get them onto our mailing list the good thing about if people are on your mailing list is that the open rates for mailing list is going to be much higher in terms of percentage than the organic reach of a Facebook post. And if you've got an email address of somebody, then the, that's fan data that you own and the means of contacting that person is, is down to you sending a mailing list an email on a mailing list rather than um, the likes of Facebook saying, oh, your organic reach is, uh, is quite low, you're going to have to pay me now in order to reach all your fans. So if you can get them onto a mailing list, then obviously over a period of time we can invite them to gigs, we can ask them to uh, buy some merch, as I, were, as I will be doing, as my uh, children's t-shirts are going to be on sale through, uh, through our web store next week. So. They, you know, they, they reckon that in terms of Facebook ad spend, it costs about a pound or a dollar to get one person in terms of advertising to those hundreds, nay, thousands of people. Yeah. It'll cost about an average of uh, $1 to, to get onto your mailing list. But if you've then got that person for the rest of your musical career, then that's probably a good investment hmm. to do. And what I do is, because my band makes most of their money exclusively through uh, live gigs is that I run a lot of my advertising campaigns in specific cities where I will be playing over the next sort of 18 months. And I'm currently running one advertising campaign uh, in certain places around the UK. And um, I think it was yesterday or the day before, somebody uh, replied to the music video that I'm paying to show them on a Facebook ad. And they said, oh, this is good, this. You should write a song about XYZ. And I went, hey, it's funny you should say that because I've actually written something not too dissimilar 
posted a link to that on YouTube. And he went, oh, you guys are great. Um, do you ever come to Carlisle? And he went, oh, we went to Carlisle in December. We're playing in Kendall it, in this, this coming December, which is you know, a bit of a drive away. He says, oh, I'm all, I'm all there for that. When does that go on sale? Oh, it goes on sale next Thursday. So it is kind of like a domino effect. Yeah. And so, so in that particular case, I know we're talking about seven touches, but that only took... Um, three. T- three. So that, that one was quite good. So some will be more. So somebody might be on your mailing list for about two years and you're, you're emailing them once a, fort, you know, once a fortnight and it might take them two years in order to, to put their hands in the pockets. It may well be that, as in that particular case, in that particular track, it only, you know, only took three. So some real-world examples. And there is nothing that can kind of do this else, is there? Uh, well, obviously... Not for the money that it costs. No, it's again. When you think any other traditional, if you think about traditional forms of advertising, billboards, adverts in magazines or fanzines, it's when you think about that. Like I say, you can run an advert for for a pound a day, and you can just leave it running. Yeah, I mean, my one only one question that I think some people may be thinking okay. this, and although you've said you know you you can demonstrate and show links. Uh, and stuff to your campaigns and experiences with Facebook. Some people are going to go, is it still relevant? What, as Facebook? A, Facebook as Face- a social media. Right, it's still the most popular social media platform. I think 2 billion people. No, I think it's got 2.2 billion uh, people on it. I think 1.5 billion people log into it, you know, at least once a month. It maybe skews a little older um, than it once did, but there's enough people on there to find an audience and to, and to, and, and to get the audience maybe active in the real world to, and I, to come to shows, that sort of thing. I suppose that is, that's it, isn't it? I mean, there's no, if you actually look at it of, of over one and a half billion active monthly users, you don't need to appeal to one and a half billion users and on, on, to make a difference yes. to what you're doing. And unlike something like Instagram, which doesn't really, you know, it's, Instagram is still, in terms of normal posts, don't have sort of link clicks. Facebook is still a great place to sell stuff. People are, yeah, are not averse. Once you've, you know, once they've got to know you and they like you, and in marketing terms, the, the sequence is no like, trust. So once they get to know you from going from a cold audience to a warm audience, yeah. when you've been in a situation where maybe they've seen lots of your posts, maybe seen a few more of your music videos, they come to like you and they trust you enough so that when you as a musician go to that particular person to say, we've got a new CD out or we've got a new T-shirt out or we've got a gig coming up in your area, they trust you enough and they like you enough that they will put their hand in their pocket and give you a bit of nosh. That's how it all works. So, we look forward to expanding upon this next Exciting week. Exciting time, yes. I'm thinking next week's episode might not work as an audio podcast, but, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what we can do. Maybe if we provide ample narration, who knows, it might just work. Exactly. So, um, please write, smash that subscribe button, ask questions. Yes. Like, we, thumbs up, thumbs down. Looking for uh, ideas, topics for future episodes. As I say, I've got somebody who's given me a, a suggestion for a future episode. A bit of work for me, doing a little bit of, little bit of prep. But uh, yeah, in the next episode, we will have a look at how you actually go about 
running one of these here Facebook ad campaigns. Thanks very much for watching. Thank you. We will see you next time. Take care. Ta-da. Bye.